radio program before we uh, hand the baton off to the uh, the mayor of Maple Valley in Furness Puck and the gas man with you, Connor Volkswagen Studio. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. They make the best sandwiches in the world, Capitol Hill, Ballard, and also their Queen Anne location. Get the detonator, maybe the man tooth. Go to the Raging Cage, whatever you fancy today here on this Monday. So for participating in Lunch with Listeners, uh, you will get a chance to uh, to win a gift card. We'll get to the, the our Seahawks question also, maybe back to the Mariners uh, at some point. But we're just I'm, we're watching the TV we're talking about during the break. I mean, I don't know what else to say about LeBron James. And and what he did, what he did yesterday for in the first quarter specifically, but then in the fourth quarter, he is Damn. he's a freak. They just showed the play where he checks Oladipo on the three and then goes down and gets the rebound. He, the guy's you know, it's funny he's been around for so long. You think he's older than he is, but he's still long in the tooth to be playing at this level. It's it's crazy. It, this reminds me, and maybe it'll have a better ending for Cavaliers fans. Maybe it won't. This reminds me a little bit of Magic in 89 with the Lakers. He was the only guy they had at yeah. the end of Showtime, yeah. and he got them all the way to the finals. Then he pulled his, I want to say a hamstring. He was yeah. done. Like game one, at the end of game one, he gets injured. Maybe it's the end of game two, and it's like, all right, well, it's over. But he basically carried them all the way to the finals. He was the only guy they had left on that Yeah, team. I hate to write anyone off. It, it would be stupid to say, there's no way he can win, which I'm then I'm going to about mm-hmm. to do. I He could be, well, I hope he doesn't get to the finals because I have a bet with Slickhawk, but... If he does, and if they face, if it's Houston or mm-hmm. if it's Golden State, there, I just can't see him with who he's got right now being able to knock off one of those teams. I, I just can't see. Especially if it's Golden State and they're at full strength, there's just not enough. He doesn't have enough power behind him. I would agree, but if Indiana's as good as I think they are, and I think Indiana's really, really good, uh, I'm going to be interested to see now how it unfolds from here. Because I agree with what you're saying. It's kind of hard to imagine him being able to carry them all the way, but... This was a this was a series. I don't think Cleveland had any business winning, and they won it because this guy is so good. And just how much how much is it going to take out of him now? I mean, they have right. one day off before they got the flight to Toronto. Toronto's been well rested, just sitting there. And now, if you look at the schedule, they are playing consistently. It, there's mm-hmm. no longer these three four day breaks. They are playing like every two days. They're going, and so you know, I don't know. They, he played so much last night. He played so much in the series. Eventually, you would think that he's just going to wear down a little bit, and this might be a prime time now, finally, for Toronto to, to get past him and, and move past him, I would think. But It'd be interesting to see how much, and I, I don't know how much of, of this stuff goes on, but I think you'd, you'd probably theorize that maybe Nate and Case are going to talk a little bit. Oh, I would, yeah. I would Nate, I'm so. sure, is rooting for Dwayne. I think they got along just fine. And just why, drive to the hole on Cleveland. I, I mean, that, yeah. I was, that was the only thing I was a little surprised with last night a little bit in the game was sometimes you just go one on four with that. We just go spread everyone out. Let whoever your best ball handler, whether it's going to be Lowry in the next round or even go with DeRozan and just take these guys off the dribble. Oladipo got to the lane every single time mm-hmm. at will. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's terrible on defense. Yeah, they're, right. they're awful. Right. So I mean, I would just draw, I would keep going, attacking, attacking, attacking as much as possible. And I and I'm telling you, no one. Loves Oladipo more than me, except maybe his blood relatives. I mean, he's my all-time favorite IU player, and he's becoming my all-time favorite Pacers player. He needs to get just a wee bit stronger on those finishes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and 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 he he's very likely may do that. But I also wanted just in on. I know you'll back me on this. Yeah. I wanted to thank the 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 magnanimous and generous Clay Bennett for okaying that trade. <laughs> And getting rid of a guy like Oladipo who couldn't do anything at Oklahoma City and ship him off to Indianapolis. 
Thank you very much. We we really appreciate it. And then and tossing Sabonis Tossin in. Sabonis. That's he seems like a guy who may have a pretty decent run coming up. So that Look was at the guys they awesome. shipped out ultimately. I mean, is that Sabonis, still Sam Presti? Is he still the guy down yeah. there? Oladipo, and yeah. he's been a great GM, but he just he screwed up. He screwed up because they wanted this one last gasp. His biggest screw up of all time, without is, a doubt, is choosing Westbrook over James Harden. Yeah, getting rid of Harden was the beginning of the but end of for that franchise with this group of people. Because I bet you Durant's still there. I bet Durant's still there if he plays with James Harden. If Harden's there, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just a just a theory. It's, Westbrook, you can't play with him. You know what they've got to look forward to, though, for the summer down there, don't you? What, what I'm told is they have a, I don't know if this is true or not. What do I care? But I've, I've heard it's true is that they have a giant, a, a giant uh, dog food factory. Uh, and that the whole town, depending on how the wind's blowing and when it's really hot, smells like like dog food being yeah, made. That just so you all have a great sense. summer down there yeah. and enjoy it. Enjoy and, your break And again... There. I'm I'm I, for for the time being I'll set my anger about the Sonics aside. Clay Clay, I cannot thank you enough for right. giving the thumbs up to this deal that got Oladipo to somewhere where he can be used and appreciated, and he's one of the great young rising stars in the NBA. Yeah. Thank you. That was very very generous of you. All right, lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. Two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. It's simple. We ask you, you call in. We ask you what you're having for lunch. You sound off on one of the topics that we've been talking about today, or you go rogue and bring up something totally different that we've been talking about. We've covered the Seahawks. We've covered the Mariners. A lot of draft today because of what uh, happened here over the weekend being the, the Monday after after uh, the NFL draft. You know, it's a simple question. Thumbs up, thumbs down on the draft. Just mm-hmm. as a fan. I mean, mm-hmm. no grades. Did you like the draft or did you not like the draft? 286-9595-1800-829-0950. One of you. Coming away with a gift card to the Other Coast Cafe. Uh, another thing that you could talk about. Okay. Uh, I, I like this story on Deadspin today about uh, Mike James, the uh, uh, Buccaneers running back. He suffered a broken ankle in, I think, 2013. A part of his rehab, he has used cannabis to manage the pain. Sure. Because he says he got addicted to opioid painkillers, which were distributed to him, I'm sure, by the league right. team physician. He started using cannabis. He says it manages the pain better, but he's been suspended by the NFL this is like kind of the, the the point of the story is yeah. when is the league going to kind of come full circle and, and say you know what this actually seems like a better way to manage the pain and it's not as addictive as the opioids uh, and the guys I, who are doing it like it. I would hope they would get there at some point. I mean, in, instead of something that's ruining your kidneys, you know, in your, right. your future life, that maybe we look at something that's an alternative medicine. Uh, medicine that would probably be a wise thing to do. An interesting story. Yeah. Uh, Corey is in Auburn. Corey, what's for lunch today, buddy? Oh, brother, <clears throat> I had myself a. Spinach, chicken, rice with uh, whole bean and black beans, taco de mar, mondo burrito. Oh, oh, you're like you're like our guy Crochelle, Mark Crochelle. He he. Uh, we have a guy here. He does our imaging. You know the big the big booming voice that that comes on. You're listening to so you're listening to softy. That's Mark Crochelle, Corey. If you're interested, he either uh-huh. goes to two places: Taco del Mar, Taco del Mar, or Subway. Those are his two lunch spots every single day. So he would be happy to hear that you that you went to Taco Del Mar. All right, that sounds like a great lunch. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down on the draft for you. A couple of kudos first, man. Thanks, Gas, for coming back. Oh, and sure. uh, Puck, Puck, I'm so glad that you were able to keep Chuck afloat that he got a morning show. I hope Puck is able to do that too. And uh, I just love you guys' show. And I am not a Seahawks fan, but I am impressed with what they did in the draft. Thumbs up, bro. All right, thumbs up. Appreciate it, Corey. 
Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down in the NFL draft. Give us a call, 286-9595-1-800-829-0950. I think it's it's one of those weird things, too, because, I mean, none of us know these players, right, Gans? We, we've, we've gone over this a million times uh, today. I, I think for the most part, I, I like it because, and I think it's mainly influenced by Penny. Because I'd like that we finally got a running back. Well, again, what did they need to do in this draft? They needed to get a running back. They did that. They needed some pass rushing. They did that. They clearly needed a punter. They did that. I mean, they they got stuff done yeah, that they sure. wanted to get done. They they we we had talked about. You know, we sat here and debated for a month and a half who's going to be the backup quarterback. Well, maybe they went and found a guy who yeah, can sure. slot into that position for a few years in McCool. So, yeah, I mean. It, you know how guys. You know when you start grading things, can we let them do so? Can we let them at least run a forty in their shorts next week? No, can't do it before we grade them. I mean, it's 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 just absurd. I've so got B minus. And I'm telling you, I'll say again. And I, who who knows? You know, again, there's probably a reason he was still available at this point. But you tell me, I can take a guy, uh, Jamarco Jones, who's a starting tackle for Ohio State, where they've yeah. been pretty good over the years yeah. at producing linemen, and I'm gonna take him in the fifth round. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, well, and and I think too is is the other thing too is that maybe they didn't go heavy on line. They only took the only took the one guy. Is is I don't know, and I don't think any of us know what Solari is going to do. The new uh, the new offensive line coach. What what is he going to do? How, right. how what's his style going to be like? Right, is he right. going to be? Uh, some say that he has that zone blocking principles. You know, zone blocking. Right? Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what, what 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 zone blocking? When you when you got that and you get the stimp meter, you're on top of everything <laughs> there, to at go. that point. But his, it seems like Solari's more of a guy that hey. Mano a mano. Let's let our guys against your guys. We're going to go one on one, and we'll we'll have a power running game. Mm-hmm. Maybe the guys that they have. Maybe someone like Jermaine Effetti, who didn't maybe fit with with cable system. Maybe he fits better with this system. Mm-hmm. So maybe he, so. Laurie looks at it and goes, you know what? Pump the bake, pump the brakes on drafting guys. I like this group. I can make this group better. And and we don't know. The other thing we don't know is how much influence did Solari and Schottenheimer have in, in sitting in, in the room in terms of the guys they picked. And Fred, I'm assuming one of the reasons you bring guys like that is let's hear some fresh voices. Let's hear some fresh, sure. you know, get some fresh views. Yeah. And and then if you're if you're smart, and I think Carol and Schneider are, you react to that and go, okay, these guys yeah. like this guy. Let's go that direction. I, I you know I remember or I don't know which draft it was. I think it was the Wilson one, right? Wilson Bruce Irvin. They got like a D, and did they not yeah, from all yeah, these people? Yeah. Oh, it's a D. It's a failure. It's. I mean, these guys. The job is to give these grades out, but honestly, who cares what grades is, we're given? Is their job to give grades out? Really? I guess they're forced to. Uh, Joel's in Everett. Joel, what's for lunch? Um, I actually just had a bagel with cream cheese. A pretty simple lunch. A bagel and cream but, cheese. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with just a simple bagel and cream cheese. I heard him say a bag full of cream that's cheese, what, and I'm like, all right, that's not necessarily the best lunch. I thought that's what I heard too. But a bagel cream cheese is good. That's that's a good win. If you're just eating was... cream cheese right out of the bag, that's probably something you may want to back it yeah, down a you little may, bit. Joel, you may have a, a cream tree a, a cream cheese problem if you're doing that. But okay, I don't <laughs> no, no, a bagel and yeah, cream. Yeah, cheese. Got it. We, we got, got it. You. Yeah. We got you. All right, thumbs up, um, thumbs down, Joel. Thumbs down because I, I I'm a fan of Rashad Penny, but it does no good if the guy's getting hit four or getting hit four yards in the backfield every time. I think they passed on too many offensive linemen that could have helped them, and I, I just don't understand their philosophy. Like they want to run the ball, and he's been t- Carroll's been talking about it since the season ended, but you do nothing to help improve your offensive line. What at about all. what about well let, let's let's look back on this, Joel. What about the idea? Well, they did address it. They, they remember they signed Fluker, so they got now they have a guy who is a powerful type of, of guard that they can plug in, a guy who worked with Solari last year, so you have him. 
And then you also throw in uh, Ed Dixon, who is noted for his blocking. So th- that's another piece improving the running game. They get Penny. Some will say that they reach for Penny, but they get the guy that they wanted. And then they get Will Disley, the, the tight end out of Washington, who's known for his run blocking. So uh, you can be disappointed, but I, I don't know. I would disagree with you, Joel, that I think they have tried to address it. Well, I mean, a tight end is a tight end. A tight end is not an offensive lineman. I, I think signing an off or a tight end to block, what good is that going to do us? We need a tight end to catch the ball. What about, but, you know, going back to Zach Miller, you like Zach Miller was a guy that could do both, and he was noted as the best blocking tight end in the game. That, that worked out kind of okay, right, Joel? Yeah, I just have a feeling that Will Hernandez guy that they passed on is going to end up being um, – a pretty good player. I don't know. I just, I don't, sometimes their philosophy, like they just reach too much in my opinion. Okay. And at some point that's going to backfire. Where'd you have Hernandez on your big board, Joel? (laughs) I would have taken him at 27 where we, where we drafted. Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks, Joel. He's uh, right though. They do reach a lot. I mean, they do. There's no, there's no, but but he's, he's a little bit, I'd, I'd, I'd like to have a room full of NFL guys sitting in here when he says, well, tight ends are an offensive lineman. Well, no, hang on a minute. In a lot of systems, they are actually well, he's known. And, and, I mean, Disley is known as. I mean, this is what he's known for. Is, right, is, is to block. I mean, yeah. he didn't. I mean, he didn't do much catching at Washington. I mean, I think. I mean, I watched several games. I mean, he has the ability to to catch the ball, and get downfield. But and I would say this. I, I've kind of warmed up more to the selection when they initially did. I'm like, God, really? Like, not because I don't think he's a good player. Having watched him at Washington, just in the fourth round, I was like, God. Mm-hmm. Could you have waited to get him? But if they identify that's their guy, fine. Then, then go out and do it. But maybe he's just scratching the surface as his ability as an all-around tight end. Not only blocking, but catching the ball. And then they're like, all right, well, hey, in another year or two, he's going to be so much better at, at catching. Right. But really the main thing is because he can block. I mean, what would you rather, have have to teach a guy who's really good at catching how to block or have a guy who's really good at blocking and say, okay, we're going to want you to catch well, a little bit. For these guys, the, I'd rather have the guy that can block. That's, yeah, right. And now they're with him and Dixon, and then they, now they've got, uh, they still have Van Ed on the roster, too, as well. All right, let me grab, uh, phone lines are open, 286-959-5180-829-0950. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. One of you come away with a gift card to the world's best sandwich maker. Uh, give us a buzz. Thumbs up, thumbs down on the Seahawks draft. Uh, Jim's in Montlake Terrace. Jim, uh, what are you having for lunch today? Well, I'm going the Joel route, but only in the in the uh, bagel and cream cheese, with the caveat with a little asterisk: some leftover Easter jelly beans. Easter? Okay, wait a minute. Ugh. Now, are you putting the Easter jelly beans on the bagel and cream cheese, or having those separate? Oh no, that's the sugar. That's the uh, back into the after the coffee's drink. I need the sugar hit. Yeah. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. All right. Uh, you were yeah. scaring Ugh. myself and really scaring uh, gas Ugh. over here. We thought at one God, moment no, you were putting the jelly beans on the bagel and cream cheese, and frankly, we were about to hang up on you. I mean, that saves you some time. I, I get it, but save the jelly beans for dessert. Yeah, come on, Jim. That's it. At, well, the bagel's gone and the coffee's gone, and well, now we got the jelly beans to snack on for the rest, right. for the rest well, of the lunch and after, in the a, afternoon. It's a wise move, Jim. All right, Jim, give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Well, thumbs up, and uh, well, I'll go with a pass fail. How's that? Let's go with a pass. And uh, unlike, I don't know what Joel's seeing, but you know, you revamped everything, coaching staff. A couple of the players in the O-line, you got, what, seven or eight guys already kind of entrenched to what you got coming into camp. They did go get a lineman, the guy from Ohio State, I believe, that fell a little bit because of maybe some work ethic. Yeah. That's a, that's a guy that's drafted. Maybe he's just not paying attention. I'm pretty, I'm pretty I'm gung-ho. I'm hoping we see the Russell of his first couple, three years where it's instead of having to throw 30, 35 passes, we're seeing 
17 of 23 for 225 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and we're all winning games 28-15. I appreciate the phone call, Jim. Thanks so much for uh, checking in. Enjoy those uh, jelly beans. I mean, let me play, uh, Jackson, play the, the, the sound bite from John Schneider when he was talking about Will Disley and his, his catching ability. His hands are awesome. Like, you can't even hear them. But we went, okay, he had a great combine. Then Pete and I ran over for his pro day. And he was trying to decide if he was going to work out or not work out. He ended up doing the receiving portion, and then he ended up doing the blocking stuff too. But, like, you cannot hear the ball hit that guy's hands. There you go. I mean, it would They're be. Awesome. I mean, hey, do we have a sound bite of anybody in the NFL say, "Well, we took him his hands. I mean, we handed him a, a can of water and he's, he just dropped it. He's got great hands. So we're really very worried about that, but we think we can improve them. If right? he would have said it, you know, uh, his hands really aren't that good. Yeah, frankly, I, I, like, we're we're concerned about his hands. Like but we I took said, him anyway. I, I really hope before I expire, and I doubt this is going to happen. I just love to hear an NFL executive just step to the microphone and say, "We have had some spectacular drafts at this organization, and yep. this was not one of them." <laughs> and, and, and I don't know what to say. We just blew it. We partied too much. We were over at Dino's. We weren't paying attention. Yeah. And, and it kind of sneaked up on us. And we think we're going to overcome it, but we're just not overall. You never hear that. They love everybody. Of course uh, you love yeah, it. Sure. It's that you can't hear clock. the ball hit his hands. Think of what an advantage that's going to be. He, who has the ball? No, we don't know. I no, have we no don't idea. Know. I didn't know that he caught it. I didn't hear this, it hit his hands. This guy is so How good. How can he, you? There's 65,000 people yelling. How good is Will Disley? He takes away one of your five senses just by stepping onto the field. <laughs> Dave, Dave's in Renton. Dave, what's for lunch? Uh, leftover Croatian-style stuffed cabbage, gentlemen. Oh, well, what's okay. that? What's what's the Croatian yeah, part? Yeah, yeah, it's from Croatia. Uh, just uh, spices and uh, uh, kind of the the meat that we use. So, okay, are are you Croatian? Yeah, hundred um, percent. So is my wife. So yeah. it uh, it's, it's it's not the Serbian style. Let's say. <laughs> have, have you? Have, have you? Everyone have you, knows they don't like the Serbian well, style. Of course, I, I can't stand the Serbian yeah. style. Have, have, have you watched Boyan Bogdanovic with the same kind of Croatian pride that I do? <laughs> oh yeah, Pe- uh, Drazen Petrovic, uh, Kukoc. Uh, quite. No, no, no. We're talking about guys the, uh... playing right now for the Pacers. That's who we're talking about. <laughs> That's what's important. Oh well, yeah. Well, Drazen yeah, no, Petrovic is the best player of all time. Oh yeah, rest in peace. That yeah. guy was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, thumbs up on the draft. Uh, I thought they did a good job, and then a guy to watch for is an undrafted free agent they signed. Out of Purdue, yes, Eddie Wilson. So I'm, I'm sorry, don't cut me off, but uh, yeah, that guy's a good prospect. So yeah, mm-hmm. look at Dave check it in. <laughs> Dave, Dave had that mm-hmm. guy out of Purdue on his on his Croatian big board. He yeah. had him number three. Yeah, yeah. nice job, Dave. I have Thanks. A quick question. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Oh. Yeah, did you guys read the Times editorial on that? There's going to be traffic with the new key arena. I just oh. wanted to get oh, your guys. Oh. Oh, I, oh, I, I sure did, Dave. Thanks for bringing that. Oh, was that from the now, weekend? Now, yeah. Now we're gonna write. Now we're gonna write the editorial that traffic's gonna be an issue at Key Arena. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna write it. We're not gonna write <laughs> it a year ago or a year and a half ago because we spent all of our time bitching about Soto and its traffic issues. Which any right person that's smart and actually is living and has a heart that's beating and can speak, knows it's much easier to get to Soto than it is to get to Key Arena. And they just proved it today by the the uh, Baker doing his article on the EIS suggesting that the majority of people, and we didn't, first of all, I didn't need the EIS to tell me this because 
I remember mm. this stat when the Sonics were still here, that the majority of their season ticket holders came from the east side anyways. Right. And that the story today was not anything groundbreaking, that the majority of season ticket holders are going to come from the east side and the north. You just tell me, what for those people who live on the east side, who are sports fans, what's easier for you, mm -hmm. to get into Key Arena or to get into Soto? I mean, it's whatever. I mean, I... Ah, see, you know, I'm getting upset. See? I get, it can I get happen. Mad. I turn into the Hulk. can happen to anybody. Uh, yeah, so I saw it. Uh, go read oh. it. Uh, if you want a good laugh, go read it, because finally uh, the smart, sensible people over there uh, came away saying that, yeah, you know, traffic's going to be an issue getting to Key Arena. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that. I thought we had the monorail to solve everything. And that's the other two thing today about the, uh, the, the Times piece on the traffic. Yeah, yes, the monorail. I'm telling you, the biggest takeaway, Gas, from the article today is that they're banking. I swear to God, they are banking on everything that the monorail saves traffic. They and, literally and, are putting all of their eggs in the monorail basket. Do, do they still? Does is there any way to even get like new monorail cars? Can we call? What do we call? One eight hundred monorail and say, look, we're going to need some more cars. Actually, we're going to make the trains a little bigger. I mean, I hope it all works out there. We all do because we're going to be like going fans. to Woodstock. People are abandoning their cars in Greenwood and just walking <laughs> the final five miles for tonight's NHL lid lifter between the Fighting Puck Stuffers and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Well, a number of different ways we can go in the next segment. Uh, let's get dip our toes back into the M's a little bit. They deserve our attention. Also. Uh, your guy, Victor Oladipo, he made a shot yesterday that, uh, mm. well, that cost a lot of money Yet to a another, lot of people in Las Vegas. And made people a lot of money. Another people, reason to yeah. love this guy. Is there nothing he can't do? Party. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. So your boy, Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the game's over. It's winding down, and yeah, you know, you're gonna run out the clock. Jackson, do we have it? We have it. Yeah, the um, it's winding down. You know how everyone's kind of starting to do well, some. It's a, it's a seven point game, right? Seven points, yeah. and it's a five point spread. And so, Cleveland misses at the is, other end. Yeah, so in various books around Vegas, it's either four and a half or five. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, and so the clock's winding down, and. And Oladipo just throws up a last shot. Hill misses the second. Oladipo will just dribble it out. Final second. Oladipo's shot is good with eight tenths of a second remaining. Cavs inbound. And it's on to the second round. The Cavaliers take game seven. And I want to correct one thing you said. You said he threw the shot. He didn't. He actually squared up what would oh, piss you off if you're a gambler is. Cleveland's just like uh, looking at him. They don't care. They don't even put it. LeBron is a foot away from him. Could have put a hand in his face. No. LeBron's looking at the clock going, I want to give this kid a hug because he's really been a warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so they're just like, yeah, go ahead. Take a shot, man. What do we it's care? It's the greatest thing. It's why I, I'm awesome. so fascinated by gambling because I just mm -hmm. think it's no matter what the game is, there's always an interest to it. Sure. Whether it's the spread or it's the over-under, it doesn't matter. There's always something there. And these guys, they're amazing. Their ability to pick these spreads. The, the, it, it, and honestly, it, it to me is one of the most amazing things in sports mm -hmm. because they, for the most part, always get it right. Yeah, they're right, right on target. They're, and there's another close. example of it. And, and there's another. He just he puts up a three. You know, as he heard the broadcaster say, "They're oh yeah, they're go, they're just going to dribble it out." No, no, they're not. And he makes the three to make it a four point win for Cleveland. Again, the spread was four and a half. Most books was four and a half to five uh, in most books, and according to. Uh, Joey Johnny Avello, Avello, the head of race and sportsbook for the win in Las Vegas, uh, told ESPN it was probably a swing of three 
to $5 million in Nevada. And because you're talking about it, it, it is an absolute easy bet to sell to the casual gambler and to the Sharpie. Hey, I'm going to take Cleveland at home, game seven. Yeah. They're not losing this, and, and they're going to they're win it, and they're going to win it for fun. And, oh, my God. Well, then, and then at one sports book, I don't know, it didn't say which sports book it is, 70% of the bets were on the Pacers to cover the spread. God, can you imagine how much fun it was in there? <laughs> yeah, because you're like, again, you're like, you know, all right, God, I had I had Indiana plus the four and a half. Man, yeah. it doesn't look like they're going to get it done. But you're watching. If you're sitting there, you're watching. Please, sh- hey. someone shoot a three. Someone shoot a three. And Think of your heart it. rate. Think of your heart. And, and Oladipo's had a great game. He's actually, because he did oh. not have a great series shooting from outside. Right. He had a couple of bad games. But the last two games, game six, game seven, oh. he was, how is your heart rate if you're in that position? And he gets the ball and turns. He's right on the three-point line. Uh. Cleveland doesn't. They're not going to even come close to Garden. Like, play some defense. Right. Get a hand right. in his face. Trap him. But if Trap you, him. But if you've got the Pacers, you're like, your heart rate is suddenly going up. You're oh. like, oh, my God, he's going to have a wide open three oh. here. And he stepped right into it. He didn't hesitate. It was just beautiful. Uh, it's just, and then if you're sitting there, if, like, if you took, if you had Cleveland, you know, you're thinking to your point, hey, it's game seven. LeBron's going to come out. He's going to kill it, which he mm-hmm. did. I think they're going to rout him, or at least they're going to cover the five. Yeah. And you're like, all right, perfect. Could have used that last, you know, could have used a couple more free throws later in that in that quarter. But oh, that's hey, why I love it. I love it. That's why I love gambling. It's fun. Speaking of great, uh, yeah. great shots, and I saw this on uh, Twitter. I retweeted it. It's sure. from Sports Center. Twenty six years ago tonight was the Lister blister. Yeah, remember when Kemp goes screaming down the lane over Alton Lister, jams it, and then and then kind of goes bang like yeah. that with his arms, yeah. like pointing at him. The Lister blister was 26 years ago. I don't know if there's any audio on that or not on my retweet, but if it's it's just awesome. It's it's so one of the cool. best dunks. It's it's probably and that was in I think it might be that was the old Seattle Center. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt, yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. And I think it's in Game Three, and then Game Four is the one where Peyton throws him the lob. That, that's what kind of clinched the that's series. That's my favorite dunk. Yeah, that, yeah that the one, dunk yeah. where he catches it on the right side and he dunk. He's mm-hmm. so high, yeah. and he catches it with such force that he actually he's also like parallel to the floor. He swings underneath the basket. Right. Well, do that, you have the audio from the dunk? Fires it cross court. Kemp's got it right up into the alley. That's the Lister blister, I think, there. Because so the one with the lob pass is oh. the one where Calabro goes. He he went airborne. He defied gravity, laid it down with two hands, baby. And then and then this is the thing about oh. Kevin that makes him so great as an announcer. He just loses it, and he throws in all these phrases and still has enough going on up in that bean of his to go foul on the play. Because <laughs> he's fouled. In addition to everything else, he's fouled on that oh. It was such an awesome moment, man. God, that was fantastic. Oh, that was that. That is probably my favorite Kemp dunk. I so just, we're talking about two. Yeah. The one I put is the Lister yeah. blister, and then talking about the lob, which everybody knows the lob. Everyone's, Everyone's everyone seen has it. seen that one. Ever of the uh, what's the other one? The Lambeer one. Remember the Lambeer? He actually called for a foul in the Lambeer one. If people remember, that. I don't Detroit, know if I remember. Detroit that was in Seattle. Yeah, he like yeah. just literally put his junk on <laughs> on Lambeer's forehead, <laughs> and uh, but he got called for a foul on that one. Yeah, they waved it up, but it was still a, it was an amazing dunk. What was the uh, one? Was that the same series? Remember he dunks on Chris Gatling in that series. And yeah, remember, yeah. And then mm. Chris Gatling gives him a high five. Yeah. Like, hey, that was a well good job. Nice dunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. Absolutely. What, what Jackson, you're looking at me like a nervous dog. What? Do you have it away. Loose to the floor, McMillan. 
Breaks it up, goes back up. He comes. Gatling swats it away. Kemp powers in with a jam. Gatling got a piece of it. Gatling comes up and says, wow. <laughs> That's the one where Gatling gives him a high five. Oh, n- nice job. Well done. <laughs> like, who does that? It's a playoff series, too, I believe. Yeah, it was Golden State, and uh, the Warriors were the three seed. The Sonics were oh. the six seed. But, I mean, it was so evident oh, who from the better? second it started. It's like, all right, there, there is no uh, – and, and it was a best of five. And I think yeah. the Sonics, I want to say they split games one and two in the Bay Area, and they came up, and I think the Lister Blister was in game three. The lob pass was in game four, and that is kind of what put this. You know, I, I, it was late enough in the game that that kind of ended it for the for the Warriors. I believe on that roster, Golden State had one of my favorite players, Sharunas Marshallonis. I think Marshallonis was God, on that I team. Lo- yeah. I don't know for, for an opponent. I loved I loved uh, Marshallonis. Yeah. There is news on basketball in Seattle uh, at Key Arena. This had been rumored. This was actually a, a kind of a, a hot button issue topic that when it first came out because I think of how. It was initially reported who was going to be playing in the game, uh, but remember, a few months ago, it was Golden State. It had been reported Golden State and uh, Sacramento going to play a preseason NBA game here. But when it first broke, it was reported that it was going to be a Sacramento home game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how it kind of came out that Sacramento was going to have a home game here, and then people, uh, including myself, kind of lost our minds. And then, then it comes out now it's going to be a Golden State home game. They're going to play the Kings. Uh, Robert Nellums, who who uh, manages, runs basically Key Arena, uh, confirmed to Chris Dan- Daniels today it will be the last event at Key Arena uh, before they tear it down. October six, Golden State and the Sacramento Kings NBA preseason game hmm. will be the final game before they before they tear it down. I've kind of come full, full circle on it uh, because I, I got to remind myself that this is all just supposed to be fun and sports yeah. is fun and it's going to be. I wouldn't want to like turn my back on something that I think will, is going to be fun for the city to be able to see Kevin Durant again because I love Kevin Durant. I mean, I know he was only here for a year, and I know, um, you know, maybe there's not a great um, connection with him like there are other players, which is true because he was only here for a year. But he's always gone out of his way in right, every interview. Right, he's been he cool. Thank the city. So. He's been cool, and he was cool right till the end. There, absolutely. Here, here's the only thing, and and I hope fans don't fall into this trap. I, I got I got a little irritated when I saw fans of me saying, "Well, you know, we, we better support this, or the NBA won't think we're serious." Do not for one second think the attendance of this will have anything to do about whether or not we get a team. And, and it, I, if if five thousand people go, or if seventeen thousand people go, that so don't let them market it to you that way. Yeah. Don't you as a fan by if you want to take your kid to see NBA yeah. basketball, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I, I personally don't have an interest in an exhibition game. That being said, who knows? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But but don't fall victim to the well, we I gotta agree. do this to make well, sure the NBA knows I we're agree, serious. I agree with you that. So I kind of came full circle on it because when it was initially reported it was a Kings thing. And I'm like, why in God's name is the NBA and anybody associated with Key Arena so tone deaf that you would put the Kings here? have their home game right. here when that was the team we tried to get and then the NBA stepped in and said, no, you can't move the Kings here. And when it comes out later that it's Golden State, and I will take a step back now. I've kind of come full circle on this one. All right, I want to see Durant play again. He might play five, ten minutes, whatever it is, to see Clay Thompson play. Now, I've seen these guys play. I've gone down to I've gone down to Golden State and seen a game, and then I've gone down to Portland and see them play. But um, it will be fun to watch um, them play in that environment, but I'm with you. I don't want to hear anybody tell me yeah. that they need to send some type of message. No, to the NBA. no, no, no. no 40, 41 years of selling that right. thing out and being right. great fans is all the NBA needs to know about mm-hmm. the passion for that sport in this city. Agreed. All right, the mayor of Maple Valley is coming up next. We'll find out what's, uh, what he's got in store coming up at 1 o'clock. 
Gasman.com. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. All right, the mayor of Maple Valley's got his uh, NHL 2020 hat on. About to break down the uh, expansion draft coming up at 1 o'clock. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, More draft talk. What will the expansion draft look like in two years? Who will be our Rob Rang NHL draft guy that we can ask about prospects? Euroslav, Yogas, and all those guys. Whoever it is, he exists. There's somebody out there. There's a a couple guys that I, I, when I listen to my buddies up at TSN 1040, there's a couple guys that do all of that. And it's that you want to talk about going. Doing a deep dive, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, when you're talking about the junior leagues of Finland, and you're, you know, that's who what you're I want. I want that guy on. That's who <laughs> I want. You want us to be a Euro team? Yeah, I want all Euro. More Euro, I'd rather Who's be more Canadian. Best? Who's the best country right producing hockey talent? Well, still Canada. It still is Canada. It's still Canada. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's it's still take Canada. all. Let's let's take all. The U.S. is. Then. I'll tell you right now. U.S. US has is, come a long way in the last they fifteen are, years. They, I mean, twenty they, years. If you just look at how, what's happening in, in the World Junior Championships every December, the U.S. has become deep power mm-hmm. in that. Uh, and I mean, Sweden's great. It just depends. I mean, how the how are the how are the Czechs? I went to Czechoslovakia like nine years well, ago. We watched a, a professional Czechoslovakia hockey. no longer exists, so you have well, to you well, have to split well, them in well, half. Yeah, yeah, but you get Slovak's not as good as the Czechs. How about the uh, in and around Prague? I haven't checked lately. Greater no. Prague area. He's oh. re- released that later tonight. That was unbelievable. <laughs> coming up in my early. It was the best my hockey, best hockey game later. I've ever been to. We, we were like nine years ago. My wife's parents were studying. We're studying. We were teaching abroad yeah. in Prague. And like, oh, come out. We came out for like three weeks. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It's the cheapest country in the world. It's the cheapest city in the world. Uh, you know how much a beer is at that time? No. It's 25 cents. Oh. They actually pay you to drink it. It's unbelievable. And they drink all day long. I could make a living. They're sitting yeah. at the bus stop waiting to get at a work at a bus stop. They are all these like stand up like I can, cafes. I, I can make They have money. garlic soup and a beer before they go to work. Well, I'm like I, I could in. live here. I'm this in. would be easy. I go to a hockey game there and it was unbelievable. They got the the hottest skate girls, ring girls, whatever they are. What are those called? They clean the ice? Well, they're unbelievable. Yeah, the they're guy, all models. They got the Showwear Center has a Mohawk, so I think that's and, an upgrade no, right there. And they're all, and every fan in this arena is chain smoking. I mean, you can't even see the ice cuz everyone's smoking nah, so that's, much. That's the way it like should that's be. what I want up at uh, the new yeah, I'm going to guess we're going to have none of those things up No? There. No, no smoke. Ah, that'd be fun. Um, I'm not sure how we're getting there. <laughs> according well, to the, the monorail. Times. We're going to get there with the monorail. I saw the Seattle Times editorial. I'm not sure how we're getting there. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, Do you uh, like how they finally decided now yeah, Key Arena is going to be a problem? I can't, Traffic? I can't even I, deal, I love I can't how even they deal finally... with them anymore. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on the athletic. <laughs> yeah. Who isn't working for them? I, I'm not. Why but, don't but, you but start I'm, writing for them? Uh, well, yeah, I, you know, nobody's, nobody's asked. Well, reach out. <laughs> Nobody, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of other people are getting. Yeah, I've been asked. I don't think they know I exist, which is fine. I, I'm under the radar. You've That's kind of much now. I, I have written, I've written a couple. And I don't. I'm looking at people they've hired. They haven't written books. He's they, leaving they this week for to more research on the new book. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Philadelphia and uh, actually Delaware. I'm flying into Philadelphia and then going down to Delaware. Oh, the home of Steve Kelly. Yeah, the home of Steve. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm the guy I'm writing the book about. Steve Kelly knows. Wow. A guy named Joe Perzicki. Joe was. Uh, Joe was Basketball in. Coach? He's a football coach in 1981, and this is the kind of the gist of this story, is he was the first white head football coach at a historic black college. Wow. Hired in 1981 at Dell State, the year after Portland State beat Dell State 105 mm. to nothing. Was that with Neil Lomax, maybe? Neil Lomax and, and Mouse wow. Davis. I talked to Mouse, actually. Did you about talk to Neil yet? 
I uh, can't get Neil to get back to me for some reason. Everybody's tell a little you every pass he completed in that game. Well, but everybody's <laughs> a little funky about that game because oh. they're like, "Well, we didn't really run it up." And I'm like, well, "You did it score 105 nothing. You scored five touchdowns in the third quarter." I mean, <laughs> you know, so you know, I used to do sidelines for the Vikings. I could offer some input. There you go. You could maybe give give us a little <laughs> yeah, but, bit. So but they weren't winning games 105 nothing. No, they, but then we were still good though. Yeah. But Steve yeah. Kelly was in college at the same time Joe was. Oh, Joe was nice. an All American at Delaware in like the late. 60s, I want to say. I miss Steve Kelly's writing. Yeah. Do you have a grade for the draft? <laughs> uh, What's your grade? The food over there was an A. Oh uh, my God! It's it's but... it's my highlight of the year. I don't know. It's, I... it's like it's like Whole Foods on steroids over there. You know what I wish I would have done? It's, so and this, it's way too late to do this now. But I wish. I mean, in, in, this is big time hindsight. I wish since I got back here in 07, I wish over the years I would have kind of written down. Initial reaction after the tr- after the draft, so you can mm-hmm. go back and and yeah. say what what did I say in two thousand seven yeah. when yeah. it was Josh Wilson and Brandon Meebing? What did I say you know during these guys' regime and so on and so forth? What was what did we all say? I bet we all said the same thing when Ruskell had his last draft, which included a long snapper and a kicker that never played. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I loved Sherman and Chancellor and, and Wilson. I think I was the only one. You were the only yeah. one. I, know. I killed I, McDowell. I, I wish <laughs> I wish we would have known because who knows? I mean, if what is it? If three of these guys hit. It's a pretty good draft, right? Yeah, if, probably. If three sure. of them, if three of them hit, it's a pretty good draft. And you know, I like Penny, but I watched him play enough. I like him. I liked him better than than Freeman or Jones. You know, the other running backs out west. But I get, time will tell. I thought Disley was a a little bit of a reach. I it felt initially, and I probably I probably overreacted it. Nine o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I, said, oh, I, oh. I was listening, clean out the garage. I said, I said it feels like it feels very bobblehead like, <laughs> you know, like we're gonna we're. I know another team that would take a guy just to make everyone happy, but that's obviously not the case. So I don't know. Who knows? The good Bozeman kid. How can you not like that? Come on, and I like we can the all, fact he's a blocker. I when, do that. When he does something, we can yell disley disley. <laughs> So, come on, there are things to yeah. like about this. You know, part of why the antenna are up so much, though, is because the draft has been so iffy the last few yeah, years. Uh, so, so this it's what we talked about all along. There is a little more focus on this. So every reach they took feels like a gigantic reach. Has there ever been, though, a, a draft is like a recruiting class? Of course. We got everybody we wanted. Yeah, we're yeah, excited. That's what we're laughing about, yeah. He says it every year, and we said it right when it happened. Hey, but, did- and I love Schneider, but he does it every year. Every year. I'm telling you, we should go back and find the audio when he does this. When they trade it down to 18 to 27, and then they come out and they do their press conference later that night. Well, you know, we would have taken them at 18, but yeah. we needed to trade And down. we got exactly. Well, do we have. Every year. Did you hear Schneider talk about Disley? Says you cannot hear oh, the yeah, ball no, in his hands. I was, yeah. I was, I was standing so, there. So think, think about, about this for yeah, a second. He takes away one yeah. of the five senses. Yeah. He goes on the field, and instantly the other team. No one knows that he has the ball. Is he in the Avengers? One of those things. Ian, no one's going to know he has the ball. Uh, I asked Schneider. No, go. I asked Schneider about the offensive line. I took one for the team because nobody else in the group think we wanted to do it. Well, I mean, it's so I said, I said, so one lineman. I don't know, and that's kind of what I asked, right? Knowing full well where they thought of, what they thought of their offensive line, he goes, I guess I should. We just take offense line with every pick. Is that what we should do? Every pick we should like. Got all, <laughs> whoa, hey, hey, hey! Listen, man, I've been here a long time too. Don't oh. be snapping at me there, Johnny. You know, button your shirt back up. And, oh, no, <laughs> let that. Was shirt he walking around without his shirt on? That, no, see again. No. I'd actually go out there if I thought that might. He have. brings that shirt down all the way no, to the navel. He's got like the four buttons undone yeah. and the it's chains a great out, and yeah, Love it's, it. it's 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 like come on. He looks like what? one of the four horsemen. Like that's awesome. Looks like Arn Anderson of from back in the eighties. Got a little high karate dab on the back of each ear. What do you what do you got? coming up, Ian.
Oh, uh, we're going to talk to Trey Flowers. He's kind of the forgotten draft pick. Like, yeah. in amongst everybody else, at the punters and and guys that take away a sense and <laughs> and and running backs that you reached on everything else, they drafted a, a guy that was listed as a safety. They're going to convert him to a corner. And out of all the players, he might have a chance, Trey Flowers, to, to step in and play right away as yeah. quick as anybody besides Penny. So we'll talk to him. Uh, Rob Ryan's going to join us, and he will give a grade. Coming up at about 2.15. Brad Adam joins us for his weekly visit tomorrow. Thanks to John Howie's stake at 11 o'clock. And new Seahawks punter Michael Dixon will join us at noon with lunch with listeners. Furness, he carries the mail. Coming up right now. No shirt, no shoes, no ties. Anybody like to smoke some punk? I was born to love you. I was born. To lick your face. I was born to rub you, but you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>